the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing in more. No stop in the stock market recently, huh? It's been a good year. Another all-time highs on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. Government shutdown, will that do it? Dun, dun, dun. Or is it not provocative enough? How about for provocative, the testing of an intercontinental ballistic missile by North Korea that could hit anywhere in the United States? Hmm. That should get the international drama blood flowing, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's... This is a market that is it's going higher. So, you know, today maybe not so much, but I saw the Dow and the S&P 500 move higher. Um, right out of the gate, much higher. And you would think that North Korea could slow down the stock market. You would think that a government shutdown. The United States of America's government shutting down, not paying their bills. Once again, people will start going, does that mean retirees won't get their Social Security checks? That won't happen. But there will be stories like that. So the Senate tax bill won the Budget Committee's approval, clearing the way for a debate and eventual vote on the Senate floor. Um, That seems to be the rock, scissors, paper that's winning right now. It was all good in the market's mind, and Fed Chairman Jerome Powell... um, his confirmation hearing is pretty clear. He said that he has a desire to reduce some of the regulatory constraints on the banking industry and that he expects the approach to raising the Fed fund rates would be a gradual one. Mark wanted to hear that. Bank stocks did roll well yesterday because of uh, that statement. So there's a little bit of positive drama in the markets, but not a lot of negative drama. Market um, players um, like the fact that Jerome Powell sounds a lot like Janet Yellen in terms of his approach to managing monetary policy. And that emphasis on reducing regulatory constraints, that's kind of an excitable factor for the financial stocks. The excitement was measurable in the performance of the S&P 500 financial sector yesterday, up 2.6%. Russell 2000, up 1.5%, was the biggest winner as far as markets go, kicking into higher gear on the assumption that a lot of Domestically oriented small cap companies stand to benefit the most from introduction in the corporate tax rate. Miss Yellen's prepared remarks yesterday um, talked at Capitol Hill before the Joint Economic Committee to provide testimony on the economic outlook. There's no surprises. So we've got low unemployment, low inflation, and monetary policy that is very accommodative. That's pretty good. So not a lot of selling, a lot, of, a lot of complacency. That's a little bit worrisome 
valuations are stretched and people are complacent. Um, I could see books of my winners for the year, or I could let it ride one more time. Letting it ride, man, Vegas loves it when you do that, right? Because you are eventually going to lose. Um, one element of support right now is the steepening yield curve. And that's following the wake of the second estimate for third quarter GDP, which is often a boon for the financial sector. So the financial sector does just fine, even though right now there's a flattening of the yield curve. So the banks are making money. They'd make more money, but right now the banks are making money. So um, the GDP report, Friday, encouraging news on the third quarter of real GDP, revised up to 3.3% from 3%. Matt Lauer has lost his job at NBC for allegations tied towards inappropriate sexual remarks. I'm not sure what he did. Um, That story, I know Time Magazine's going to come out with the man of the year or person of the year. It's got to be the story of the year. Um, Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer, like, whoa. Um, this isn't going to be the story of the year, but it's out there. Automation could kill 73 million jobs in the United States by 2030. So automation could destroy 73 million jobs in the United States. Think about that for just one more second. Did you know that Let it sit for one more second. Because that's, that's a big number. And, you know, productivity in the United States will help the profitability of corporations. There'll be economic growth, rise in productivity, and other forces could more than offset the losses. So says the report from McKinsey, Global Institute. The dire predictions that robots are going to take out jobs is overstated, they say. There'll be enough jobs for everyone in most sectors. Yet maintaining full employment is going to require a huge overall of the economy and labor market that rivals or exceeds the nation's massive shifts from agriculture and to manufacturing over the last 165 years. Machines and artificial intelligence, they're already spreading rapidly with the advent of self-driving cars. Software that can respond to customer service inquiries, robots that can man assembly lines, flip hamburgers, and check store inventory. So all of those exist already. Get your skills up. In the U.S., 39 million to 73 million jobs could be destroyed, but about 20 million of those displaced workers can be shifted fairly easily into similar occupations. Um, That means 16 million to 54 million workers, or as much as a third of the U.S. workforce, will need to be retrained for new occupations. That's pretty fascinating stuff. GM got some headlines today basically saying that they just rolled out their first self-driving car and it was a bumpy ride, but they say they did it. Chipotle is seeking to turn around expert to replace their CEO. ESPN still in the news. They're laying off 150 more people today. That was a company that got fat, right? Um, and what I mean by that is your cable bills, we all just kind of took for granted. And ESPN was able to go to your cable companies and say, you know, look, we want more money. We want more money. And they'd add another channel and say, we want more money. We want half the money for the third channel, but we want more money. So, um, 
it's no secret now that Americans are canceling their cable packages in record numbers, opting in many cases to pay for one of the many standalone services like AT&T's DirecTV Now, Dish Network, Sling TV, Sony PlayStation View, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um, some people get all of the above. So I haven't made that move yet, but it's coming. ESPN's relaunching its main ESPN mobile app. Um, they got some good football games coming up this year. Interesting. So, so that's what's in the news today. Those are the big headlines. Um, not a lot else to say. WWE is in the news. They're up 14.8% since their earnings report. Not bad, huh? I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Bitcoin has surged through $11,000, less than 24 hours after topping $10,000. Roughly six or seven years ago, someone decided to pay for some pizzas with two Bitcoins. That would be worth tens of millions of dollars today. Whoa. Um, Bitcoin jumps over 1,000 in just 12 hours as gains are accelerated. The digital currency has followed investor interest in Bitcoin since around Thanksgiving holidays. And the U.S. launch of the world's largest Bitcoin exchange by trading volume. Digital currency, God, I don't even know how to say this one. Ethereum, 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 <laughs> hit a record today, 519. So, digital currency explosion. Now, I'm with Mark Cuban. He says it, I think, pretty well. He says, only invest in Bitcoin if you're prepared to lose your money. There's some strong opinions when it comes to Bitcoin. I don't really have one. Um, it surged over seven, seven times this year. So Tom Lee from Fundstrat, he's saying it's like digital nirvana for millennials. More on that later. Bill Miller, who's running the fund with nearly a third of its assets in Bitcoin. Um, there's a lot going on there. Jamie Dimon called Bitcoin a fraud. And he says it's worse than tulip bulbs, which is the original pyramid scheme um, disaster. Mark Cuban seems to be on the side of rationality, but, you know, he's wrong so far. He says it's okay to invest up to 10% of your savings in high-risk investments, including Bitcoin. You've just got to pretend you've already lost your money. And maybe throw in a thought like it's the Hail Mary. Uh, Tony Robbins, who I dislike, he, his analogy is that investing in Bitcoin is like going to Vegas. Um, only afford, only go to who you could afford to lose. Now, do you have an opinion on it? Because, like, I don't. Um, I'm just, I'm staying away from it. Um, It's just not my thing. So, um, so that's out there. Uh, Looking for a job. Uh, Chipotle's begun a search for a new CEO. Current chief executive and founder Steve Ells will become executive chairman. Once the search for a new CEO is complete, he's going to focus primarily on innovation. 
So, to pull a Mexican girl has begun its search. And uh, Wall Street's looking for someone who's turned around companies before. Bill Ackman has put his name on it as an activist shareholder. He owns 11% of it. But he's had some bad runs. So Chipotle struggled to win back customers after reports of the norovirus outbreak at its Sterling, Virginia restaurant circulated in July. Once again, dinging the chain's reputation. The company has faced numerous foodborne illness outbreaks since 2015. So, new CEO come. That's what Wall Street does. So the pressure's on. Can't just barely get by. Amazon's cloud service signs big, 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 big uh, three names. Disney, Expedia, and the NFL. Um, Amazon's really hitting it, the home run with their Amazon Web Services. Contracts are the latest in a series of huge wins. The company announced it had signed Time Warner's Turner Broadcasting Unit earlier this week. Each of the new clients have long-standing partnerships with Amazon, but Expedia, for its part, is moving several databases off of Microsoft and Oracle servers and making an all-in commitment to Amazon Web Services. So, Amazon earlier this week saw its price target upgraded. Um, Big Brown 1400. Is that too much risk for you? I don't know. I don't measure your risk, right? Financial shares are rallying for the second day in a row as the yield curve is starting to steepen. So, the top-weighted tech sector sliding, keeping broader market gains from running away. Matt Lauer out. I'm always working in the morning, so I don't get the whole morning show Matt Lauer thing. But that's a big one. The year of of sexual harassment reckoning. I don't know what we're going to call it, but... uh, the HR departments have been busy. McDonald's stock, McDonald's stock is getting faffed, fatter and fatter at this point in time. I'm loving it. Arby's is upgrading itself. The fast food chain said that it reached a deal to buy Buffalo Wild Wings uh, earlier this week. Arby's restaurant is going to pay about $2.4 billion in cash for Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, consumers are spending money dining out, and it's benefiting companies along the whole restaurant spectrum. And while Arby's looks up market with its uh, buys, McDonald's is having a banner year as well. And their stock is looking to break out to 200. It's right at 170 right now. And the price action says it's moving higher. McDonald's is currently forming an ascending triangle. Um, McDonald's is within grabbing distance of the breakout level that would put a lot of new money into the shares. So we got that going out there today. Yeah, tech's having a bad day. I'm just looking at some tech stocks. Facebook down 4%. Huh, I wonder why they're down so much. I wonder if it's just uh, market rotation, really serious market rotation, selling some winners and putting that money into the financials because of the deregulation comment and the healthy economy and the GDP numbers. Um, the mortgage industry started to panic over that Senate tax bill. The Mortgage Bankers Association and other bank and mortgage trade groups scrambling. Um, the provision in the bill would change the time at which lenders pay taxes on the streams of income they earn from managing borrowers' mortgages. 
that change could cost banks tens of billions of dollars as the value of those income streams drops. The reduction would be enough to drive smaller lenders and non-bank lenders to either exit the mortgage market completely um, or restructure their business. So if you're a, a lender, that's a big, big story. Government wants their money faster. Under current law, lenders pay tax on the servicing as the cash is received. Under the Senate bill, according to the groups out there, lenders would have to pay taxes up front uh, based on the projected income from the servicing. So there is no free lunch in this tax bill. We'll see what gets done. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Hmm. That's what I got to say. Hmm. Um, Some headlines in in store. Whoa. Thank you. Uh, Bitcoin surging through 11,000. What a year that's had. Yesterday, yesterday was at 10,000. Um, automation could wipe out 73 million jobs in the U.S. by the year 2030. So when you hear stories about Ubers and Lyfts and how they're doing self-driving cars, um, you hear about machine learning, you hear about robots that can flip burgers, um, it's coming, and it means a lot of those jobs are going to go away. I think we live in a time of wealth where I'll be fine, but I don't know about my kids. And I don't think their kids are going to have terrible amount, like opportunities. Maybe, maybe they get into science or in you know, medicine. Uh, but a lot of changes, a lot of changes going on in society in the next 10, 15, 20 years. So the self-driving car is a cute story. Think of this. The self-driving car, in theory, should cut down car accidents. It should, it should wipe out, sooner than later, drunk driving. As a parent, would you buy a car that has a sensor that can sense if the driver's drunk or not? Yeah, I think most would. We all know someone from high school who died, um, various reasons, but... Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a different industry. And the self-driving car industry, think about this ever so quickly, uh, tied towards insurance rates. If there's going to be fewer accidents, should our insurance rates go down? Mm-hmm. And if our insurance rates go down, doesn't the insurance agent make less do rate me? Probably. Automation. Let's talk a little bit about trusts. Let's talk about wealth and estates and why it's so important. CFP Chad Burton does a show here Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm going to take a clip from his show earlier this morning where he talks about trusts. One of the things, too, that I wanted to talk about, I talked about this last week on women facing special issues when it comes to long-term care or, or living longer and just needing care. So issues that women have to face that men don't. And I'm not saying that's only women, because if you look at the averages, women live a lot longer than men. So women have to deal with not only making money last longer, they also have to deal with other issues like estate planning and investing becoming more complicated, believe it or not, at the second death. 
And women do live longer. I mean, look, more than 70% of nursing home residents are women. Yet 81% of women don't discuss long-term care with their children, and only 44% talk it over with their spouse. So if you live longer and you have to live longer and deal with estate planning, which becomes more complicated after the first death, you also have higher health care costs then because you're living longer and dealing with nursing homes. You also have lower guaranteed income. I mean, look, when you have a married couple, you, t- you have two Social Security checks. Even if one spouse didn't work, you have to- two Social Security checks and a source of guaranteed monthly income. When one person dies, the smaller check goes away. So all of a sudden, the only item that's cut in half in your household is food and clothing, and that's about it. Maybe prescription drugs and, and medical go down um, depending on the health of the person that passed, but expenses are not cut in half at a household when one person passes away. That is not true. Let's talk about estate planning for a minute because if you have so many women living longer, 70% of residents in nursing homes are women, people aren't dealing with this in their estate plan. People are not using their living trust to protect them when they're incapacitated. Protect them meaning I've got clients that have in their plan that they want every last cent spent on keeping them in their own home. There's actual designers out there that help people design their homes to age in place. And if you're not in control of your money because you're incapacitated, but that's what you want to have happen, who's going to protect you and your assets? You might think, oh, I'm going to name my child, but your child might look at it and say, gosh, if I spend all this money on mom's home and 10000 a month on in-home care, I'm not going to inherit very much. <laughs> Mom doesn't know what's going on anymore. She's got Alzheimer's. I'm going to shove her in this shared room nursing home. And you think I'm joking. I've seen it. I've been in this business for 24 years. I started with my grandfather, who was 62, and all of his clients were older. So I had to deal with things like Medicaid planning, nursing homes, and things like that when I was barely 20 years old. So what are the other things in the estate plan that women tend to have to deal with that men don't if they live longer? How about personal items? This is one of the toughest things to deal with when it comes to estate planning. Who gets what? These issues hold up in a state for a long time. Sometimes at the live events that we do, I tell a story of a family, that pretty wealthy family, um, very avid hunters, and they used a meat grinder. Um, something happened when prior to, to the parents passing, the kids really got in a big fight. And this meat grinder used to kind of grind venison after they... Uh, uh, you know, shot a, shot a deer. Um, it held up the estate for well over a year because people fought over it. It was a personal item. It wasn't a large brokerage account or an IRA or anything like that. It was a meat grinder, wedding rings seen it in my own family where that's been an issue. Let's say dad has seven collectible rifles, but only three kids, seven divided by three. That's a problem, right? Who gets the extra one? It's the little things like that that just become a massive headache when it comes to estate planning. So a couple things. Give while you're alive. Personal items that you want to see go to specific people, maybe give it while you're alive so that it can be clear. I walked into my step-grandmother's home in Black Butte, Oregon one time on a vacation with the family, and there were sticky notes all over the house with people's names on it. 
she was 84 years old and her, her attorney had her go through this exercise to say who gets what she had three daughters and she was concerned that there was, there would be fight not only over the brokerage accounts and the things like that, but the personal items. So she literally made it a list by starting out walking around the house with sticky notes. So it was a little eerie to say the least when you walk in and say, why do you have sticky notes with people's names on it all over the house? And you know, well, it's who gets what when I die. Oh, nice to see you. It's been a year. <laughs> nice sticky notes everywhere. That was interesting. Um, managing a trust is more difficult due to tax issues after one person passes away. Now, this could this is becoming less and less of an issue with state taxes going way up because now you can pass on over five and a half million dollars to your heirs. Each person has that ability. Um, but in the past, and maybe it will happen again in the future, when the first person dies, their assets have to go into a specific type of a trust. Or if the person that dies wants to protect their half from going to a different family if their spouse gets remarried, it has to go into a certain type of trust. So you then have two types of trust. You have your, your personal assets and then this, this trust that's created at the death of the first spouse that has very different tax rules and distribution rules. One gets a step up in basis at death, the second death, and one doesn't. So you have to be careful on how you spend the money and how you invest the money so if the spouse that didn't handle the assets lives the longest, they're going to have a tougher time. So you got to make sure if you are the spouse that handles most of the assets that there's a team in place that your spouse can turn to that you trust, that she knows or he knows they can trust um, if they need help with some of these issues. So the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, Stocks had a big run. Can it continue? The action may be fake, but the business of wrestling is very real. 250 live events each year. 50 international matches, TV shows, DVDs. It's a big business. A top U.S. cable program. They've got a dedicated um, content on their website, which is kind of like a channel. They've got Triple H, The Undertaker. they got Vincent McMahon, who's got about 90% of the controlling of the company. Revenues of $186 million. Beat expectations. Jumped 13.5% year over year. That's a business that sounds like it would be pretty good to invest in, huh? Um, and then you get a little like deeper into it. You need like, revenues from the Europe, Middle East came in at $24 million. So Europe, Middle East, is they, 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 they like them some Triple H. They like them that. And uh, that's my way of like making fun of people. I like me some of that wrestling. Um, the Asia Pacific, growing. Latin America, growing. It's pretty crazy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Revenues from the company's media division increased 13%. Live events from around the United States advanced 10%, up to $31.6 million. I, it's one of the things I like about this job, sometimes finding these cute ideas to, to look at and invest in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Consult a broker advisor for taking the action on any stocks mentioned during the show. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black. Thanks. Mike Francesa went on a crazy rant about the coach of the Giants running Eli Manning out of town, essentially. I don't get that worked up about sports. Mike Francesa, a longtime sports broadcaster, sports talk show host. Uh, whether you like him or not, you could see some. You could see, when you see someone's success, you start to like try to understand it. He's passionate. He's crazy. Um, I kind of learned a couple years ago. Like, I don't know. I, football has lost its its lore for me. As a kid, it's like, you know, dun 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 dun, dun. and like that just gets your juices going. But not so much for me anymore. I think becoming a father kind of changed that, maybe ruined me a little bit. Um, I still like going to baseball games, but that's more of the process of going to the game. And baseball calms me down because it's very numerical. Um, if Hunter Pence is supposed to get hit, you know, one out of three times, I'm like, okay, there's one. Okay, there's two. Probably not going to get another hit today. Um, and it just calms my mind. I think very, very numerically. And it's kind of interesting because I think I'm a pretty creative person. So I look at stories like Amazon and I go, that stock's going to get bigger. Um, I love their service. They can charge me more. Um, I think everyone should love their service. Are you kidding me? You get to watch free TV shows and music for having that Amazon Prime. Genius. You know, the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, didn't start that company until after he was 30. Success doesn't usually come later in life. I would say his did. Um, I think yesterday at one point in time, he became the world's richest man. Um, Wow. And the first time we heard about it, they deliver books. Got to read that many books. So the math didn't make any sense to you. So it wasn't until they started in the Amazon Prime where it could come in two days where it started really to roll. And for me, it started to roll knowing that they were the world's biggest store. So if I wanted to get like a risque DVD, I could. Um, I had a girlfriend who uh, worked at Starbucks and she was in the issue of Playboy called Girl Starbucks. And they had a DVD. I was like... Would that be weird to have a DVD? Yeah, that's a little too weird of someone you know. I don't even know what that means. But it's it's obviously sexual. Um, but yeah, Amazon's on a roll. There's no doubt about it. If you own a home, some of the math that goes through my head right now is those who do and those who don't. And I was just talking to producer Mike during the commercial. He's like, I think everyone's going to move to the South. We were talking about drones and how drones will never take off in the South. So you'll always have drivers, pizza delivery people, because Domino's won't be able to figure out how to deliver a pizza with a drone. Because the Southerners would shoot it down. And home prices are cheap in the South. Let's take a look at the list of uh, hot cities where all the millennials are moving to right now. Uh, places with cheap housing. 
it's the, the two that go absolutely together. They're going to Memphis. They're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, they're going to Austin. Seattle's still saying a big move. Um, I don't know the Seattle real estate market well. Maybe there's some cheap housing on the outskirts or something. Um, but that's where people are moving to. Home prices on the low end of the market are rising at twice the pace as those on the high end. Prices have now recovered nearly 46% from the trough of the housing crash back in 2012 and are nearly 6% higher than the peak of prices in 2006. So during the recession, builders dropped production by more than you know half their normal pace. It's interesting. Like right now, Christmas trees are so expensive because 10 years ago, it, we were at 2006, 2007 when we had a housing crash where the economy went south where we had a recession and that recession's long out of people's memories. But when it happened, farmers said, you know, okay, people aren't going to be buying as many Christmas trees. They're going to be buying smaller trees. Average family pays something like $75 for a tree. That's going to die. Well, it's dead the moment you cut it, right? It's one of the dumber traditions in the United States. We, we need these trees and we decide let's cut them down. Um, and put them in our yard or put them in our house. If you live in some city like Los Gatos, you have to have two Christmas trees or three Christmas trees because that's the type of person you are. One is not enough. Always, always. (laughs) The day after Thanksgiving. Some people count how many Christmas trees they see on top of cars. I count how many Christmas trees I see in the highway on the ground. And that's got to suck. So home prices on the low end of the market are rising at twice the pace of those on the high end. Prices have now recovered. Um, the shortage is the worst at the low end of the market, which is why prices in that tier are rising twice as fast. Um, prices have now recovered nearly all of their uh, losses. During the recession, builders dropped production by more than half their normal pace. Um, a survey by Zillow shows the difference in home price appreciation on the high end versus the low end. The high end is defined as the top third of the market. Uh, the low end is the bottom third. And you can see New York, L.A., Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, Washington, San Francisco. The low end's double-digit fast. I'm Rob Black. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.